DSMLF Radio, world-leading insight from world-leading peers, helping to accelerate your intelligence. Welcome to DSMLF Radio. The Digital and Social Media Leadership Forum is an organization where many of the world's leading companies come to meet, share and discuss insights and knowledge about social media and new technologies. Today, I'm talking with Archie Campbell, co-founder at Vidsi. Vidsi enables brands to create mobile video for new media and social channels at scale. So welcome, Archie. Great to have you with us. Hey, Joe. Great to be here. So start by telling us a bit more about what you do and what you mean by uh, video for new media and social channels at scale. Cool. So at Vidsi, basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to sort of disrupt the content creation process, um, enabling brands, you know, like you say, to create this sort of social video. So video, think of video for Facebook, Vine, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, um, and be able to do it at scale. Because what we've learned is that as these sort of social media platforms have come up uh, super quick and, and they've gained such uh, sort of recognition and popularity so quickly, there aren't tools out there to create content for them that allow you to really test and learn what works for your brand, what works um, you know, uh, for your audience, and do it in a process that sort of enables you to do it very quickly. Um, so we have a tech platform that allows brands and agencies to very quickly tap into our creative community. So we've got 1,200 creators signed up um, at the moment. Um, and these guys are you know, on the cutting edge of technology. They're students and graduates sort of studying art, fashion, film, media, all these kind of things. And they have a really deep set interest in sort of social media. And, and, and it, it almost imagine these, this is the kind of content they create for themselves for fun. And now we offer them uh, a way to sort of connect with brands and make content that's actually going to make them some money, but also help brands get an access to this sort of really untapped resource. So just give us a little pen picture about what happens if you're a brand and you're looking for, for some of this content. What, what would happen? Cool. So if you're a brand, you've probably got um, a campaign that you've been running um, at the moment, and that's sort of a six months to a year campaign. What we'll do at Vidsy is we will pick out a small nugget of that. Um, so for instance, we've just done a campaign with Vodafone. They obviously have an always-on uh, sort of content strategy, but there was recently a, a Samsung new device launch around virtual reality. We sort of seeded 10 or 15 devices out to our community, and we created 50 pieces of content for them, which was turned around in a, in a matter of, uh, I think it was about two weeks actually. They were then able to license 10 pieces of this video content and it was pushed out through their social channels and it absolutely uh, you know did super well on social and now we're you know in talks with uh, a lot of other telco brands on how to engage them and keep them going with their social media strategy. So with that being pushed out to different people did that does that mean you got different content from those people so rather than there being a sort of uh, a very similar feel to everything you had some differences in there? So what we do is, um, you know, everyone creates differently, but what we do is we provide the sort of creative constraint that allows the uh, creators to follow a sort of a framework. And, and the most important uh, thing with this type of content is that it's following a framework so that it's easy to understand and really simple to get across what that, the messaging that the brand wants to get out is. Now, when we create our content, we're seeding it out to a mixture of creators with a mixture of talents. So think of we've got guys that are focused on comedy, we've got guys that are focused on travel, we've got guys that are focused on fashion. Uh, and when I say guys, I mean the collective term, so we have girls and guys for that <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and we have animation and a, and a whole sort of stream of um, different creative abilities. So when you're coming to us, we're able to really go out and find a different take on all the kind of content that is possible at the moment. And then you're able to test and optimize and do a real sort of, uh, uh, you know, really well thought out approach on how to um, distribute this content. So how does that differ from what's happened in the past, what happens more traditionally? 
Cool. So traditionally, as a brand, you'd probably go to a production company. You'd take out quite a large uh, check along with you, um, and for maybe twenty or forty thousand pounds, you would get maybe one or two videos. These videos would be sort of very uh, high-end, polished, rehearsed, scripted. Um, they wouldn't have much authenticity and spontaneity. They wouldn't be that relatable to the audience you want to push them to. They'd sit really well amongst a, you know, maybe on a. a you know, a sort of a microsite that you have up, or uh, as a TV ad, but on social they would just flop because it just doesn't fit into the newsfeed. It doesn't fit into what um, your audience wants to consume online, and it's probably a too long um, medium for what you're intending to do with it. We believe in very short content, always under 15 seconds in length, um, and very quick and simple messages that your audience can understand whilst also being entertained. That just sounds such a, an amazing difference to the sort of traditional, as you say, the traditional sort of project work and, you know, time to get to publica publication, publication <laughs> of, um, you know, of content. What, what examples have you got of organisations? You've talked about Vodafone. What other types of organisations where that, that's been really quite different for them and has worked really well? Yeah, well, I mean, um, the thing is, is this, just, just touching on your point about production companies, you know, there is nothing wrong with that frame of mind, and there is still a very sort of valuable place for that kind of content. It's just it's not on social. So um, if I use an example of a, a bank on social, banks have very different uh, customers. Um, and as an example, they have high net worth customers, and then they have students that they're always trying to get on, you know, start the ladder of their banking journey with them. Now, as a high net worth individual, would I be interested in a 200-pound interest worth, uh, interest free overdraft? Probably not, but equally as a student, would I be interested in, you know, uh, what I can do with my money if I have a hun over £100,000 in my account? Probably not because I'm nowhere near getting that amount of uh, money in my account. Now, the difference here is that a lot of brands are approaching social and trying to push the same message you know, to both audiences and that's not really working. So you have to take a much more sort of niche approach um, and what we've seen a lot of brands do really successfully is start these sort of media channel plays. So if you look at someone like BuzzFeed, they've actually diversified, they've spun off, they've created channels like Tasty, which is sort of the poster child of this idea, um, which creates uh, sort of very short um, instructional uh, food-related content. Um, so the example for a, for a bank would be why not spin off and make a media channel that is just focused on student finance hacks, ways to save money, ways to make sure that your student loan lasts you for your whole semester or something like that. And then equally, maybe there's an opportunity to spin off um, and create something that's for graduates. And then equally, maybe there's for new homeowners, something for young parents. You know, There's so many different opportunities. The only difficulty is that you have to produce all this content at scale to get the message across to really work out what works with your audience um, and to try and control the amount of variables around it. Was it that piece of content or was it the time you posted it or was it the spend you put it behind or was it the audience you pushed it to? There are so many variables that you need all this content to actually start to get a really solid data set together to get some objective learnings out of it. Yeah, I can see how that would be really, really effective. And uh, and as you say, sort of building multiple channels for an organisation is something I guess people are looking to do and have looked to do, but just the, the sort of logistics of that has, has caused issues. When we first started talking, it, it sort of made me think about crowdsourcing, which we talked about in the very first radio podcast uh, that, that we did. But this isn't crowdsourcing in uh, in the, the way that people would yeah, so expect it to be. Yeah, I, I would say crowdsourcing is sort of going out to the general public, going out to Joe Public um, and seeing what their ideas are. Now, we have a sort of a, a bespoke community of creators and 
although they're young, you know, they're students and graduates, you know, we, we aim at the sort of the 18 to 26 year old market. What I find is really interesting is that actually they're sort of what I've uh, sort of self-defined as bedroom creatives. So these are the guys that actually started when they were 15 years old, you know, picking up a couple of things, learning about the YouTube generation and sh starting to shoot stuff on their mobile phones. And so suddenly, even though they're only 20 years old, they've already got five years worth of experience of creative um, sort of uh, pursuits. And what's really interesting is that it's all totally focused on cutting edge technology. So people are just sort of starting to understand the Vine, um, sort of Vine-esque style content, six second videos, but already a lot of our creators are playing around with Boomerang, they're playing around with Photo, they're playing around with Snapchat, which offer totally different mediums for creating content. So if a brand came to us and said suddenly, you know, what can we do that's gonna you know, be on the cutting edge of content or be sort of mainstream in a year's time, we already know what kind of, uh, kind of things to push them towards because our creators are already processing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that piece you say about very, very short content and, and you mentioned uh, Snapchat as an example. I, I've been reading a lot recently about how social is moving to, to these sort of one to, to one chat platforms more mm -hmm. than, than the, the one to many through the, the platforms that we've been used to up to now. And of course, that generates more of a need for content because it's com very conversational. We've said social media has always been conversational. But it's it's a different type of conversation now, as you say, with with that need for for for, for much more content, isn't it? And I think I think the most important thing is that whilst you have this increased need for content, you also have this increased increased need for niche content, increased need for for per, uh, personalization. So. A video about football isn't going to relate to someone like me because I much prefer motor racing. So actually, as a brand, you really have to take in you know all, all these uh, sort of options that are available to you and work out well how am I going to target X audience versus Y audience versus Z audience, and what sort of content are they going to really relate to? And the problem is is that whilst you have all these different messages that you want to push, you also need all the other different styles of content to match those messages. And it just means that in order to do this with a production company, it's either going to take a hugely lengthy uh, amount of time or it's just going to be an absolutely massive budget um, mm. and so that's why we're trying to really sort of shake up things and, and give brands access to these cutting-edge creators that have this knowledge of what kind of content works on these different uh, social media platforms. Mm. So do you get involved in monitoring how well the content's working with the organizations that you work with? So at the moment, because we've been working uh, with a lot of media agencies, the media agencies are still incredibly good at monitoring this, having the audiences prepared, um, getting all the distribution. What we really control is we control the talent. So we have um, you know, these 1,200 excellent creators. Um, we control the creation. So we're working with the brand to come up with the brief, find that nugget that's really going to work for them, work out what the messaging is, and work out the framework in which that content is going to be provided. Mm -hmm. We then also help them work on the optimization. So when you come to us, um, usually you're looking to license maybe 10 to 15 videos, but we will go out and we produce for you 40 or 50 or 60, so that you then have the opportunity to look at the content objectively and say, well, we like this one, we don't like this one, we think this one is all right, this one will be an interesting test. And it really allows you to sort of look at the content from a point of view whereby you're not saying, oh, I don't like this, let's change it because we only have this one option it's allowing you to be a lot more free with it and optimize the content based on your needs yeah so it's about being able to help the brands to really sort of choose the, the best content and then keep creating more of the stuff that's working best for them yeah yeah so it's like when when we when we take on projects with brands we have this idea that you're not just doing one project with us it's a continuous process you know if you're really believing in this content marketing strategy and sort of always on um, approach, then you need to be creating content all the time. And so 
we, we sort of set up our, our projects in, in sprints essentially. So once you've completed a sprint with us, we'll have a meeting, we'll work out actually what were the learnings from this, what content worked, which re what resonated, what is going to work in the future. Um, and that's something we did with Vodafone. We did two projects with them in quick succession. And it allowed us, even you know, within that sort of one or two weeks before we started the second project, it allowed us to really work out what's resonating with the audience, um, what is going to be content that's going to you know, up the ante for the next project. And, and we managed to achieve that uh, sort of really well. Brilliant. Thank you, Archie. It's been a really good interview. I'm just sort of listening, just thinking everything's getting so frenetic in digital and social media. It's all about speed. I think, and... I think there's, yeah, there's, there's a huge amount of opportunity. It's just as a brand, um, you know, which platform works for you? What, what, what are the opportunities? And I see too many brands sort of saying, okay, well, Twitter is our strategy, and then not even bothering to go and try the other platforms. And that's, that's what scares me, is that there is all this opportunity, but no one's taking advantage of it. Mm. Brilliant. Well, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to be continuing to offer a whole variety of themes and topics going forwards. If you'd like to be on the show, please do get in touch with us. DSMLF.info is the website and you can contact us there. DSMLF Radio, world-leading insight from world-leading peers, helping to accelerate your intelligence.